Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. The lab is rocking. What else are you going to be doing on a Friday night than being right here at Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotope Park, a.k.a. the lab? And every time we are here on Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610 Esports Animal, one Van Nunley, one Amory Castillo, and the piece de resistance, the man, the myth, the legend, one Joshua Fitzgerald Sushan. Oh. Welcome back, my friend. I have a new middle name, apparently. Wait, I was yeah. going to say, is that your middle name? Because I've <laughs> never heard that before. I have a new middle name. It sounds very presidential. And that's why I do it. You catch on fast. You know, the, the thing I like about your guy's spot on the concourse for Friday is that you just get, like, this great view of just, like, the people, you know, who's wearing, like, the jersey they just got as a giveaway. That's so cool. Who's, you know, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, you oh, know, yeah. for people. Like, okay, what do they got in their hands? What are they eating? What are they drinking? And you can definitely tell a Friday night crowd from a Tuesday night crowd because it's a lot of adult beverages that I just saw walk by. Oh, yeah. Oh. A lot of isotopes, ambers, and especially a lot of Teller vodkas, New Mexico's vodka. And we got the tasting right here next to us, Josh. Yeah, and they still have some left. I'm actually surprised there's not a longer line. I mean, Teller's delicious, and it's a free sample. So, Sush, what's your personal policy uh, drinking on the job? Because you're not you're not like a Bob no. Uker. No, you're not a Bob you're not a Bob Uker type. You're not no. a uh, yeah. No, no, no. Literally never. No. Literally never. Um, He's the most professional guy I've ever met in my entire life. That's just, okay. So here's the thing. I need you to if in, you introduce you to some more people, Amory. <laughs> if you if you have one drink, then it's just going to make you want to have two, right? Totally. If, if you have one sip, it's going to make you want to have two. Totally. Yes, right? It's the slipperiest of slippery slips. So, like, no. Yeah. Like, no, not at and all. And it's going to be the best seventh to ninth inning you've ever had. <laughs> well, and eating, but I feel like I couldn't even eat a lot before. Yeah. I'm with you on that, too. Like, I have a very specific time frame in which I want to eat before I go on the air, too. Yeah. Like, people bring me food, like, right before a game. Yeah. I'm like, no. Like, no. No. I no. work solo. What part of I work solo don't you understand? And it's nonstop, and the games can go long, and it's like you got a lot of hours in front of you. So I, I always wonder about that. I'm like, what do you eat and drink before a game? Because I don't think I would. I mean, does this come from, like, you know, a history of doing this, like learning through repetition, or is it like one bad moment? You're like, when I was in L.A., we had Snoop Dogg in the booth one time, and it was the worst game I've ever called, like something like that, or – no, so I'll actually give you guys a very true story. Okay, so when I switched from being a writer to being a broadcaster, writer, I was in my 20s, much different what the body could do the next day. Uh -huh. So I switched oh, totally. from becoming a writer to a broadcaster, and uh, one of my really good friends from college, he, um, like an older guy, like the big brother I never had. And I never forget, he's like, because I just got in the job doing the Dodgers pre and post, and he says, Sush, listen. You're in the number two market now. He goes, I know you don't like to, like, think of yourself as, like, a big deal. He goes, but people are going to think of you that way. So you need to be he – he put the fear of God in me about everything. He goes, anything that you post on social media, no alcohol, no, like, bloodshot eyes. Oh. He goes, you just have to be, like – he goes, you have to be over-the-top paranoid and professional 
about everything that you do on social media, on the air, and he scared me to death, but he was right. Sure. And so that was actually like the time when I was like, okay, as a writer, I could maybe get away with showing up hungover and still be able to do my job because right. I'm just typing. Hunter but once S. I Thompson start, made a career out of it. Once I started yeah. talking for a living, I was like, no, you. It's so different. You, it's so different. It's so you different. You cannot do it. You, uh, luckily, like. You have to you, always be on. Your path is basically the exact opposite of what we do here at Two Men On. <laughs> so but it's also two, to two totally different concepts, right? Your talk show where it's fun and you're like, you know, and you're, it's, you're, you're, it's, again, it's fun and it's right. informal. Like, I'm describing a game solo. You guys are having fun talking about whatever you want to talk about. Thank you for belittling my yeah, job. You, no, that's great. No, Josh still does that's an amazing job. Whenever I work with Josh doing an isotope game, I just love, like, no matter what the game, whether it's a blowout, a close one, like, you always make it fun, though. Well, thank you. Isotopes fans and Albuquerque and especially friends of the show who are listening right now know how lucky we are to have you. And then we're also lucky to have this roster right now because they are kicking expletive deleted in the second half so far isn't this fun to watch it's it's really fun not just because they're playing well but i, I just I'm, I'm really enjoying the brand of baseball that they're playing you know look i like home runs as, ne as much as the next person sure. and when elaris montero and nolan jones and uh michael tolia were hitting home runs that's fun home runs are great it's how you win games but those guys are gone now and i think it's fun to see how they're scoring runs you know, even if it's just there is an errant pickoff yesterday because the pitcher realizes that Jimmy Heron's a threat to run, and so sure. he throws it away. You know, even if it doesn't always lead to runs, and sometimes you're going to get thrown out, you're kind of groaning when you when you make outs on the bases. But I, I love how exciting it is when they get on the bases because, you know, for, for however many decades, the guy gets on first, and you're like, all right, now we're just going to sit back and wait, see if someone hits a home run. Sure. And now, like, I find myself leaning forward, like, is he going to go? Like, and, and like half the roster, if not more than half the roster, they get on first and you're like, all right, are they about ready to go on this pitch or not? It's fun. I love it as well. And it's like all the speed we have on this team, even you see it in the outfield. It's like there's no easy hits yeah. for yeah. this outfield anymore. That's got to be comforting to the pitchers because, I mean, look, let's face it, it's tough to pitch here. We all know it's outrageously sure. difficult to pitch here. And the thing that gets lost about the altitude is it's not just that the ball carries more. It's that the gaps are so huge that balls drop in. It's more bloopers, more balls in the gaps. The double becomes a triple. And so when you have speed in the outfield and you can cut balls off in the gaps and you can limit that extra base, that's huge. Sure. We had uh, Jimmy Heron on the program earlier, <laughs> and he guy. is like, he seems lighter. Because, like, you, know, you know, all those wins okay. and all that success that he's had on the field, he just seems more jovial, lighter. You could tell he's having more fun with his friends and his teammates in the dugout and in the locker room. Winning cures a lot of ills, mm -hmm. but you're just having fun with the boys. Yeah, and, and the other thing about I, – I, I apologize if, if I keep um, harping on this – is this style of baseball – it, it makes it feel more camaraderie on a team, right? Because baseball is a very individual sport. There's very few things that you do other than turning to double play or maybe a relay throw from the outfield. The pitcher-catcher, okay, they work together. But everyone just independently does their own thing on the baseball field. But offensively, when you're taking a pitch so that a guy can go, you know, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to give you a couple pitches to go. Now you can get in scoring position, and I'll drive you in. When it's a double steal, when there's a hit and run, it just feels more camaraderie. It feels more like the team and like the boys working together. And I think that becomes contagious to everyone in, in the dugout and in the clubhouse. Uh, 
Oh, oh, we're moving out of the way. Uh, Josh, uh, this is a fun week. Not only is it red, red chili versus green chili, this is an exciting week with playoff indications. The series is 2-1 now this week on this homestead. Uh, we've got a couple more games. What do we have to look forward to tonight? Well, that reminds me. Chef Jim is my guest on the pregame show. Yeah, there I, you go. Yes. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Yeah, because I wanted to talk about the red versus green tomorrow and also just kind of big picture about you know, his philosophy when it comes to the culinary dining experience at Isotopes Park. So I'm excited. Uh, I already recorded it, so I'm excited about Jim uh, being the guest on the pregame show. So that's something to look forward to here once we're done with this crosstalk. The rest of this weekend, though, it's just, you know, continue to just just play the game and enjoy baseball, right? I feel like we've gotten a little bit of relief from from the heat, you know, with some cloud coverage. It's just been nice, you know. I know some are back in school a little bit. Um, but it's like the end of summer, you know, you're just kind of like enjoying this last month. It's crazy that after this weekend, we only have three homestands left right. after this weekend. There's right. only 18 more home games, three yeah. more weeks left after this. So it's, it's enjoying all that, but it's also like every game matters. You know, you, I think back to the game Sunday, six in the ninth, you win at 17 to 16. We might look back at the end of the season and say that was the difference in getting into the postseason, you know, like that game. And I feel like every game is that way. I think there's five or six teams that are all within about four games of one another. So every game matters, and that's exciting. So it's youth jersey night tonight. Uh, you know, um, me, I'm a baseball dork. You're yeah. a baseball dork. You ain't got to sell baseball to any one of us. Right. But, you know, baseball's been on like a – I don't think baseball's ever been better in, in the history of the sport. But it's kind of at a decline. Other sports are creeping up on it. How important are nights like this when you're giving away a youth jersey? And it might be the only game a year that the kid gets to come here and have fun. You get to put on this amazing show for these kids. Yeah, you know, I I think that there's a lot of things that makes me proud about what the isotopes do. But when I think about the two youth skills clinics, the four different Little League nights with a banner parade, jersey giveaway like this, when we do... The, um, the school day matinees. You just think about all of the kids who come to the ballpark and get a, a, a get in there, and they get to eat. They get to eat an icy. They, they, they get a baseball. They get an autograph. And just how much fun it is for them, and then it builds on their memory, right? You know, I, I shoot, how often do you talk to someone who's just like 25 years old, and they said, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, my parents took me to the game, and now I'm taking my kids to the game the same way, right? And, and that's what baseball is always about, just passing it down generations. Um, I have to ask you, I know we're running out of time here. We have like a couple more minutes. Josh, earlier in the show, Van and I were talking conference realignment. Okay. Mm. Uh, Oregon and Washington are moving to the Big Ten. And uh, you're a big San Diego State guy. I respect it. Everyone knows you as an Aztec. What do you think of this debacle of the Pac-12? Pac I had to ask you. I know we're pre-gaming Especially isotopes. with two minutes left in the I show. Know. I will uh, say this. As, as someone who grew up in the Bay Area, to me, like, the Pac-10 was the most perfect conference, right? You had two in Washington, two in Oregon, two in Northern California, two in Southern California, two in Arizona. The Pac-10, as in 10, always was and always will be my favorite. So I admit, I'm, like, really sad today. I'm, I'm completely Aww. sad about what's happened to the Pac-10. As an Aztec, I always dreamed that we would somehow end up in that conference. And it's just the latest well. in a long line of, of like, just when you think something good is going to happen to San Diego State, something bad happens right afterward, and it doesn't come to fruition. But overall, I'm just really sad that the Pac-10 is gone. And it's just... I, it honestly makes me like not even want to watch college football. Well, I didn't want to oh, make I didn't want to make you sad before. Yeah, we Yeah, good out job. Here. Well, well, go upstairs see, and go I, to work, I, I, I respect him a lot, and <laughs> yeah. he, he's very knowledgeable when it comes to San Diego State and the Mountain West. So I just had to ask you. But it's just it really it it, it, 
again, the word's just sad. Like, this was a great, great conference that across the board had rivalries. It was good at all the sports, all the Olymp- – you know, Bill Walton's yeah. always the conference of champion. All the different Olympians that you'd hear about that were from Pac-10 schools, and now it's gone, and it's just – it honestly makes me not want to watch college football. Okay. Well, let's get Josh a Tellervock and get him up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a minute left. Sush will let you run upstairs. Right, the music just started. We'll give you a head start. Thank you. Pre-game thanks, thanks with executive Have chef Jim Grego starts. Have a great call, Josh. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, awesome day at the park today. If you're not here already, get out to the ballpark. Got some beautiful weather. God, there might be a couple jerseys left. I don't know. Come sip on I some Tellervodka. Bob Walpole back at the studio. You. you did absolutely fantastic. A. Marie had a blast with you yeah. today. Thanks, fan. Any words for the friends of the show for we're out uh, of here? You know, tune into my show tomorrow. Name three players at 7 a.m. 7 a.m.? What are you going to talk about tomorrow? Fantasy football. Me and the new producer of the Sports Animal DC. We dive fantasy football for two hours from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Oh, 9 a.m. my tomorrow. goodness. All right. Come to the booth. Come say hi. Hang out with the boys. We'll be here for a minute sipping on this Teller Vodka. Have a great weekend out there, friends of the show. Stay safe and make sure you check out the opening drive with Jeff and JJ Monday morning. And we love you, Albuquerque. See you next week, Burke.